Hello, everyone. Welcome to the brand new season of For the Love of Books podcast featuring Indian small press authors and their events with host Emma Polova. I would like to thank our sponsors, Doc Chavant, The Lowell Ledger, and author Barbara Britton. Today, I will be chatting with author Pat Kiono, who will announce the details of her book giveaway at the end of the interview. Did I mess up your name? Do you go by <laughs> Patricia? Yes, I do. So I will be chatting with Patricia Kiono. During her first career, Patricia Kiono taught elementary school music, computer classes, elementary classrooms, and junior high social studies. She now teaches music education at the University of Leva. And we will be chatting about her short story, Monogatari Mischief. Did I get it right? Hello, yes, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you, Emma. How are you? I'm good. And we actually met in person at a recent event at the Holland Art in the Park. Would you recommend it to other authors and visitors? Oh, absolutely. It's it's a well-attended event and it's very well run. It's um, in a beautiful setting. And um Holland's a great place to be anyway. So I agree. I, yeah, it's wonderful. Event. That's an awesome event. Okay, now to your short story. Can you give us a synopsis or the main plot line? Well, um, okay, the plot line. Um, the story is based on uh, a Japanese legend. Um, and legends, the Japanese legends are called monogatari. And that, that's what that means, is, is, a, is a legend. Um, and one of the legends um, that's passed down is the, the idea that once an object becomes 100 years old, that it develops a soul, it's able to move around and even talk. And there are, you know, manga stories as well as other illustrations of things like um, articles of clothing, umbrellas, household items or kitchen items and things like that, that develop legs. They sprout legs and walk around. They talk, they get into mischief. They get in trouble. That's, that's, and that's where the mischief comes in. Um, so in my story, um, I decided to feature a tea set that had been passed down um, and was inherited by um, a young lady who is a graduate student. She inherited it from her Japanese grandmother who probably inherited it from her grandmother. So right. that said is quite old. Um, now I should say that that the legend um, of the um, the the monogatari or the the items getting into trouble stems from um, them feeling that they've been neglected. Oh. Or, yeah, and or okay. not And so the tea set had been put away. Um, for several years. And so when um, Mindy, my main character, inherits the tea set, um, it gets into mischief. It, um, the, the, the cups run off when she's not looking. And so she gets ready to make herself some tea and a cup is missing or the teapot is missing and or the cup is inside the teapot or just all kinds of things. So um, that's where the mischief comes in. And um, the, Mindy has a next door neighbor who is another graduate student who happens to be studying Asian um, studies and knows about this myth. 
And so the, the tea set decides that the Mindy and her neighbor Rob are the perfect couple. And so they conspire to bring them together. And that's where the romance comes in. So this is, um, it, that's why it's part of the, the paranormal romance anthology. That's a very cute legend. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so what inspired this short story? Was it actually the tea set? Um, well, I do have um, a couple of tea sets that I've inherited from my mother and my grandmother. So um, it's it's something that's um, a typical part of my life, my, my upbringing. And so that that's what brought what came to mind when I decided to um, to write a story for this anthology. Okay. And let's talk about your protagonists, Mindy and Rob. What are they like? Are they typical students or? <laughs> yeah, they are both graduate students, but they're kind of polar opposites in personality. Um, Mindy is a chemical engineering student and she's driven. Um, she's got a purpose. She Her, her goal is to um, uh, find a cure for cancer because the the grandmother that she inherited the tea set from, her, um, and she calls him her ba bachan, which is short for obachan, uh, the the word grandmother. Um, the grandmother died of cancer, and so that's her mission is to find a cure, and that's why she's applying herself so zealously to her studies. And so, um, now Rob is the opposite. He's just kind of laid back. He's, uh, he, he's, he's, he enjoys his classes, but he doesn't really apply himself that much. He really doesn't know what he wants to do with a degree once he gets one, um, which is why he's there. He, he got his um, bachelor's degree and didn't know what to do. So he just stayed in school, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, um, why not? Yeah. Right. So that's, that's how they, they met because they have a commonality that they're interested in the the, the Asian culture, but um, they're kind of, their their way of life and their way of looking at life is, is, is quite different. At what age did you start writing? How did your writing come about? Uh, writing stories, probably <laughs> age. After I retired from full-time teaching, so I was in my mm -hmm. mid-50s. Okay. You started writing. Okay. How long did it take you to write this short story? Oh, this one probably took me about four or five months. It's only, okay. yeah, it's, it's only about 20, it's only about 15,000 words. So it's 15,000. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, that's a nice length. Uh, what were some of the challenges of writing this? Wow. Um, I guess part of it is writing about, you know, a generation that is younger than mine. <laughs> so, um, right. you know, I mean, my daughter sometimes tells me that, you know, I, all my characters sound like middle-aged college educated women. <laughs> so I said, well, that's because what I am. <laughs> so uh, sometimes I have to ask other younger people to read and say, you know, like, how would you express yourself if this was what you want to say? You know, um, so for a while it was my daughters. Now I have um, several grandkids that are in their 20s. And so I can um, tap them, you know, say, you know, if you were mad at somebody, you know, and you wanted to tell them, all, you know, something, you know, how would you say it? 
And so that that really helps to have younger oh, yeah. kids. I bet. Their feedback, input, yeah. What do you yeah. feel you did right in writing this short story? I did right. Um, I guess I... I I'm happy about the fact that I'm I'm sharing a part of my culture mm -hmm. um, because generally um, I I write historical romance and um, especially Regency romance. So I'm I'm writing about you know 19th century England. Um, so this was a real big change for me writing about mm -hmm. the present and you know um, in America, but referring to a Japanese culture. So. That was that was a challenge, mm -hmm. but and I, I, I appreciate the fact that I was able to share some of my culture. Right. What would you have done different? I think um, if I might have wanted to lengthen the story by like um, developing the the relationship a little bit more. I mm -hmm. mean, with, with the 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 constraints of writing a shorter story to be to be included in a, in a group, you know, they they didn't want long, all full length stories. Right. So I kind of had to cut through the romance, if you will. I, I mean, it, it went pretty fast. If if I could do it, it you know, um, if I were able to, I would probably take some more time to develop the relationship. And so you had a certain length set for the short story. It couldn't be too long, right, for the anthology. And she really didn't give a, a maximum word mm -hmm. count. She gave a minimum of, of seven. Okay. Thousand. Okay. Um, and so I was easily able to reach that. Um, yeah. But once the once the anthology is no longer available, this is only going to be like a six month um, availability. And mm -hmm. then I'll get we'll I'll get our stories back, the rights back, and so then I um I think I would I might you know expand it a little bit more. Okay, all right, that sounds good. What have you learned about yourself from writing this short story? Wow, um, I think reaching into my um my family's heritage was mm -hmm. was really enlightening for me i mean when i was growing up i remember reading you know some of the the, the monogatari that my my aunts would send like children's picture books to us mm -hmm. and stuff this wasn't one of them um and i i know there's a lot more so i you know just learning what i don't know <laughs> you know finding out how much i don't know is 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 yeah is kind of yeah, um, that's interesting. Here. What are the major takeaways from Monogatari mischief? My takeaways? Mm -hmm. I think with with the characters, um one of the things that the um Mindy, the, the female main character, um learned was that it was good to have a goal. But that mm -hmm. you also need to um, take some time to to develop relationships and things like that. There are other things, you know, mm -hmm. that are important. So. All right.
What is the most interesting or bizarre thing that has ever happened to you during an in-person author event? You won't believe the answers I get to these. Really? <laughs> this is a good one, you know. <laughs> the bizarre wow. stuff that happens to people. <laughs> wow. And on in in person. Either identity. something that you will never forget that really had a huge impact on you. Uh whether positive or <laughs> negative. Either positive or negative. <laughs> Usually the answers are negative of what happens yeah. to people. But no, wow. not not all the time. Yeah. I I honestly can't think of anything that um anything really negative. Um, you know, other than maybe just sitting there and people saying, I don't like romance. But meeting meeting um, voracious reader, I'm sure you 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 know you remember Don, uh, see, Diana, yeah, yeah, who comes with her big big wagon yeah, of you know, these cart. events and just fills this cart with books, you know, and is is she must be a, a really voracious reader, but it's wonderful, and she writes reviews, yeah. which is awesome. yeah, which but is finding, awesome. Yeah, yes. So finding out there are people like that that who who read who enjoy, who share, um, and appreciate what you're, you you do. It, it's just really rewarding. That's, she's an awesome supporter of all of us, of all yes. indie authors. We're yes. very grateful to her. So what's next for you in 2022? Wow. Well, I, right now I'm working on a Christmas Regency. It's for another anthology. Okay. Um, so, so this is going to be, you know, back in England, 18... 14 or so um and it'll end at christmas time so oh cool lately my characters have been much older <laughs> so and that's not an exception you know they tend to write about characters who are you know not you know not not in their first love this it's you know they're they're more mature and i also tend to write a, um i i think the 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 popular Thing to do when you're writing in the regency period is to write about the lords and the ladies you know the, yeah. the duke mm -hmm. and the you know um uh, barons and the counts and all that but i i tend to write more about the the everyday the, the middle class or you okay. know okay a little bit under them the people that have to work for a living mm -hmm. um, so, and and that's fun but it's also challenging because there's not as much information about them <laughs> right as about the lords you're right yes. i agree okay would you like to read to us patricia sure let me find my here i have um an excerpt here this is um soon after mindy has met her neighbor um, Rob, and he has invited her to, um, finding out that she's part Japanese, he's invited her to um, see a demonstration of the uh, formal Japanese tea ceremony. Um, mm -hmm. But she's declined because that's laundry day. And as I said, Mindy is a very focused person. She has the schedule and that's her laundry day and she can't think about doing anything else. So um, now she's having second thoughts. 
Um, she got her laundry right. done early and she wishes she would have um, accepted his invitation. So here she is, um, yeah, kicking herself. <laughs> so she'd always wanted to see the tea ceremony. Bachan had told her about it during one of their oyatsu, which is the um, tea time. Mm -hmm. It sounded like a fascinating thing to see. Well, if she couldn't watch the tea ceremony, she'd just have to drink some of her own tea. She put her kettle on to boil and then got out her tea, preparing to put the loose leaves in the teapot. But the teapot wasn't on her side table. She groaned aloud. How on earth could she keep losing it? A glance at her spotless, uncluttered countertop proved it wasn't in her kitchen. Had she wandered into the bedroom or the bathroom with it? She couldn't imagine doing so, but she went into both rooms, opening every cupboard and drawer with no luck. A knot formed in her tummy. That tea set was her connection to Bachan. How would she go on without it? No, that was being melodramatic. She didn't do melodrama like her mother. Of course she could go on but she just didn't want to. The teapot couldn't have walked out of the apartment. She hadn't taken it anywhere. Therefore, it had to be in this apartment somewhere, unless. Was it possible that someone had stolen it? She hadn't let anyone in, not since Sally had been here a few weeks ago. Her neighbor hadn't come past the doorway. Anyone else would have been here while she wasn't. She stood at a spot in her dining area where she could see most of her apartment. Putting her hands on her hips, she did a slow pivot, looking for hidden corners where she could have tucked the kettle. Absolutely nothing was out of place, so it couldn't be hiding under something. Groaning, she closed her eyes and threw her head back. Once again, she did a mental replay of her day. It had been a busy morning and she'd had to skip her customary beginning of the day cup. So the last time she'd used her teapot had been the previous night. What had happened then? Her neighbor had come over and asked if she wanted to go to the tea ceremony demonstration. He'd been so nice and extended an invitation and she turned him down. Why? Because she had to do laundry. He must think she was an idiot. She wondered why he'd look so sad when he'd left. It was because he figured it was just an excuse. Could she be any more shallow? Should she apologize? She opened her eyes and her gaze settled on the open space above her kitchen cupboard right on the teapot. How on earth had it gotten up there? Or more, to be more specific, why was it up there? She'd have to stand on a chair to reach it. And if she had to stand on a chair to get it down, she'd have to stand on to put it up there. Had she done it in her sleep? She shoved her old wooden chair to a spot below it and climbed up. Even on the chair, the teapot was out of her reach. Maybe if she stood on the countertop, she grabbed the cupboard handle to pull herself out. But the cupboard door swung open and she fell backward. She screamed as her legs tangled in the back of the chair as it went over. Miraculously, she wasn't hurt. She took stock of herself. Her feet had gone through the spindles in the chair back, but somehow it was still intact. Someone banged on her door. Mindy, are you okay? She untangled her feet from the mess and walked to the door. Rob stood there, ready to knock again. His eyes were wide and they swept her up and down. I heard you yell and then something crashed. What happened? I was trying to reach something on the top of my cupboard. The chair didn't get me high enough, so I tried standing on the counter, but I was stupid enough to grab the door handle, which didn't stay put when I pulled. Wow, your chair looks like it survived, but I'm worried about you. Should you be sitting down? 
Did you hit your head? I'm fine. No, I didn't hit my head. Really, I'm okay. Well, that's a relief. What were you trying to reach? My teapot. Your Japanese teapot? What was it doing up there? I don't have any idea how it got there, but I was in the mood for some tea and that's where I found it. He glanced up in their cupboards. So how did you get it down? I didn't get it down. It's right. Turning around, she pointed. The teapot wasn't there. She gasped. Where did it go? I swear it was there. Otherwise, why would I be climbing on my countertop? I can't imagine why you would. Maybe it's playing games with you, but that looks like your teapot over there on your side table, right where it was before. I tell you, it's not, but it was. On the lacquer tray, right next to the teacups, just where it had been after she'd washed it out the previous night. She sighed. You probably think I'm psycho. No, no, I don't. His words washed over her like a gentle caress, and she peered at him curiously. He actually looked nice. His cheeks reddened at her scrutiny, and he stepped back. Well, um, I guess I'll let you get on with your laundry. Laundry? Oh, wait, I forgot to tell you. I already got it done. The laundromat wasn't busy, and, well, if your invitation to the tea ceremony thing is still open, she waved her hands, too embarrassed to continue. His grin was warm and welcoming. Sounds great. His face fell again. I'd invite you for dinner, too, but I'm pretty short on funds right now. I'm just heating up a can of tomato soup. She nodded. I get it. I'm making a grilled cheese sandwich. They stared at each other for a moment. Um, I'd be happy to share my soup. And I'll split my sandwich, she finished. Actually, I think I have enough bread and cheese for two sandwiches. Thank you. <laughs> cute. Very cute. Would you like to announce the details of your giveaway? Okay, um, I will be sending a digital copy of the full anthology, including my story, Monogatari Magic, or Mischief, along with 13 other stories, paranormal romance stories. Um, the anthology is called Gateways to the Paranormal, and I'll be sending a digital copy to the first person who emails me at my author address, which is my name, Patricia Kiono, author, dot, at gmail.com. Sorry, that's Patricia Kiono, author, at gmail.com. And let me know that you want the free copy. So Kiono is K-I-Y-O-N-O. -O. So Patricia, K-I-Y-O-N-O, -O, author, at gmail.com. Excellent. Parting shots, you first. You are my guest, Patricia. Your parting shots. Um, don't be afraid to try something new. This uh, writing paranormal was something that was totally new for me, and I wasn't sure I could do it, but I'm so glad I did. Was it hard switching genre? It was. It was. It is. Um. Well, it was, it was probably easier because it was paranormal romance. So the romance was still there, but writing about things that really don't happen <laughs> was new. <laughs> All righty. And my parting shots, read indie, buy indie, and write indie. Support your local authors, newspapers, and small presses. Keep your fingers on the keyboard and your butt in the chair. Thank you for listening. <laughs>